0: Cynic Empowerment!
1: Welcome, everyone! This is Cynic Empowerment.
0: My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, so, how about it, Jimmy? Are we going to focus? Are we going to dial in?
1: <laughs> we most certainly are going to try. Hope,
0: Hopefully, I don't lose attention yeah. Well, it's uh, it's the plague of the modern generation. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, attention deficits. Uh, now, like it we've said in many other episodes prior to this one, we are not experts. So those of you who are studying to be psychologists or uh, in the mental health field in general, don't take the things that we're about to say about attention deficit disorders or Uh, anything uh, of that for any real medical value we're not experts nope so don't crucify us if we say something wrong (laughs) we are merely going to be posturing on why we think uh attention deficit disorders are as prevalent as they are in the modern day and uh why exactly they make us sad Mm -hmm. uh so let's talk about our personal experience a little bit uh Jimmy, do you ever you ever deal with any attention deficits? Are you uh, uh, a laser focused individual?
1: I would not say I'm a laser focused individual, but I can't say that I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder as an adult. Uh, really? So, I mean, I don't. At, at some point, and I, I even still question the diagnoses. So I, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm pretty well functioning. So maybe maybe I was uh, spitting the tail. A little more uh, I don't know, broadly, in order to obtain prescriptions, maybe I'm a piece of shit, <laughs> I, I don't know uh, I,
0: I, well, you you wouldn't be the only person to have done that, so i, I don't I don't necessarily fault you for it. Uh, yeah. what was the process like?
1: The process like, well, and the thing is, but the thing is i've I've met other people who like when I tell them this, they're like, How did you do it? because I tried to do it, and they like <laughs> saw through me and then whatever I'm like, I just like told them things, so then so i, I I'm I always go back and forth i'm like did did I actually do I actually have this thing, or do I don't know, but basically, the process was you know oh, I signed up for an appointment with a psychiatrist, and then I went in. And then I talked with him about like my issues or whatever. What were your issues? Oh, um, oh, well, my okay. So, <laughs> well, I talked about a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I ultimately got, got diagnosed with like some anxiety, depression, and uh, attention deficit disorder. But so, like, my issues is just like, you know, but I think the things I okay, I know I keep backtracking uh, of like re explaining what I'm about to explain. Stick with uh, us here. So I'm trying. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, so, like, just like driving, like daydreaming. But I think a lot of people do that, where you kind of like zone out while you're driving. But obviously, that could be uh, dangerous, I guess. You know, if you <laughs> are <laughs> daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone.
0: I just, I just zone out while I drive. It's it's just <laughs> a thing I do. You, know? uh, Don't worry you mean about not it.
1: everyone does that? Um, and like, there's other examples. Like, I worked at a grocery store at the time, so like, I would like, like, so I'd be told, like, Jimmy, you need to go in the back and you need to get this, this, and this. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would like go in the back, and I'd be like, what am I looking for? Um, I don't know.
0: Oh, we've all been there. Right. Like, I, I, I've certainly been there. So, do you, do you think if I went into the Went into the psychiatrist and I was like, "Hey, somebody told me to go get this from the back," and I forgot it immediately when I got in there. Well, that I would qualify.
1: It. I um, I so I think if you just say that, maybe not. But if you said it, God, I feel like I'm advising people on how to like get prescription medicine. But I think
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's
1: not my intent. But I think if it if it was true and you were telling them that, hey uh, like this is affecting my work life. Like I am, you know, getting bad marks at work or whatever, or having a negative effect on my work life because I'm not able to do these basic skills that it seems like other people are able to do. And I need help. I think in that case, if it's affecting your work life, your personal life, or your safety Mm -hmm. on the road, not paying attention where you're going, then you would have a, more likelihood that you would be diagnosed with it and be prescribed medicine.
0: Sure. And to concur with that, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to incite two fallacies here: the person I know bias, uh, as well as the appeal to authority. Uh, but I have heard um, professional peoples in the mental field say that that is one of the key defining characteristics of knowing when to seek treatment. Uh, if it is affecting your work life in particular, Uh, which is kind of a shitty thing about our our society as a whole, because, you you know, society is only going to measure your worth as a human being based on what you can do for them. I guess there's a certain reciprocity to that, and it totally makes sense. Uh, But by the same token, you would hope that, you know, people would be a little bit more understanding uh, in these instances that you're going through something, that you're... Dealing with something a little serious, uh, and that that you know we have systems that are able to you know systems that are put in place to assist those people who have pre-existing conditions so that they can be functioning on you know whatever higher level.
1: Well, maybe I mean there is somewhat of a safety net of America. Obviously, not as big as a safety net as some of the more socialized countries in um, Europe. But maybe the focus is so heavy on work because, you know, what, once you lose your job in America, like, what are you going to do, right? You can't feed yourself. You can't house yourself. You can't pay for your insurance that you're using to pay for your psychiatrist. Right. So, you know, uh, maybe on some level, it's looking out for the best interest of the individual, but also maybe on some level, it's the psychiatrist making sure they don't
0: lose their patient. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> got to make sure they got their work insurance. <laughs> Yeah. Psychiatrists got to, they got to make the money too. Like, I mean, they, it's not like they can just like waltz into work every day, hoping that the people who they're providing a service to are going to be able to pay them. that's why insurance companies are in place because it's extraordinarily expensive to receive an education in psychology or psychiatry or what have you. So there has to be some kind of compensation that is commiserate with the amount of time effort and money that was put into the education in the first place right absolutely so it's kind of a it's kind of a tough thing anyways uh, not to get too far off <laughs> let's focus let's focus <laughs> so here back to what we were talking about so uh your experience um uh, did it did it pretty much in there you know you you said uh you know i i was uh, you know i was i was screwing up at work i couldn't remember whether or not i needed to pick up something from the back so they were like okay here's some adderall uh
1: that that, that's the short version of it yeah that's more or less it wow um and so i mean a
0: bunch of tests and whatnot
1: no test i mean honestly so there's attention deficit disorder like quizzes you can take online but i assure you that if everyone in America took this test, everyone would be like diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. It's like such a bland test of just the questions it asks. Like maybe, yeah, no, it, it's very, it's very open ended of just like, oh yeah, I forget things sometimes. I guess I have ADHD. <laughs> uh, I forget. Yeah, and so that that was basically it. But, um, yeah, but I at the same time I don't take Adderall now, and I don't think. It may have been like the best medicine I could have been prescribed for what I was dealing with.
0: So, but that's a whole another story. Well, that's that's the problem with self-prescription, right? Like, yeah. if we believe that we need a particular substance and we stroll into the doctor's office with the mindset that we want that particular substance, right. we're acting as our own doctors at that point, and we're just engaging in this, you know, this this play. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like hey uh, what do I exactly do I need to say in order to get you to write the descri- the prescription that I want you to Absolutely. Uh, so there's there's a pitfall with that. Everybody listening obviously we are not giving you uh, advice to go in and do such and in fact if anything we're we're trying to deter you from doing that because you don't always know what's in your best interest because you are not a professional in that field. Right. There's a very real possibility that if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, attention deficit disorders, that you need to go to the professional with an open mind and you need to be honest with them so that they can legitimately help you instead of acting as just a gatekeeper to drugs. Okay? Absolutely. Um, okay, so attention deficit disorders uh, in the modern day, it's – so as we were talking about a little bit before the podcast started, Yeah. Uh, I, I always had this idea that – uh, attention deficit disorders were something that only seemed to really occur in the modern day. And past a certain point in history, you don't really hear attention deficit disorder popping up. whether that be because you know people's focus uh, in in that day and age prior to that point in history was on uh, exclusively uh, important air quotes, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, exclusively important things. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning that, that the society around those individuals judge those people to be focused in an appropriate way and as soon as we start to detract from that appropriate level of focus towards things like uh you know not being able to stay on or not being able to have only one internet tab open at a time <laughs> or. Well, I mean, I, I was just thinking about that when you brought up the test online. It's like, yeah, well, you probably know that you have attention deficit disorder if you're flipping through a bunch of tabs while you're taking the test. Yeah. You know? uh, if you if you can't even focus on the test for a little while, it's like bada bing, that's it. That's it. Uh, not to mention, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of these tests are just like. Here, read this passage in this book. And they just have you sit there for like a half hour trying to read the same passage. <laughs> Can't do it. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to read a passage in a book and focus on that when you have attention deficit disorder. Oh, man. But in the modern day, right, uh, I, I think our, our either our view – Uh, In the way in which we are researching the subject and the way that we have come to know what exactly attention deficit Disorder is and how it's evolved over the last couple of decades Has either become you know reached that critical point that we know what it is We know how to identify it and we know how to treat it Or it's something that is literally a product of our environment in the modern day and because we have so many different uh, outlets We never have to experience the pains of being bored. Yeah. Uh, We can always be doing something and we always must be doing something. Just just constantly keeping our mind going, constantly keeping us entertained, lest we find ourselves alone with our thoughts for too long. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Boredom does suck. Uh, And being a millennial, I would say that that probably ranks in the top 10 experiences that I really, you know, don't ever want to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be absolutely fantastic. In fact, I would probably rather be physically pained than bored. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would probably <laughs> rather have like a like a like a sore muscle or, uh, you know, like a, a crick in my neck, than be bored. <laughs> uh, at least I had something to take my mind off of that physical pain. I, but if I have yeah. nothing but my own thoughts, Oh, geez. Be like, all
1: right, Tim, you can either go in this uh, room where you can stare at a blank wall on this big, comfy chair, or you can oh, like sit on this chair of spikes and watch TV. Your choice. Yes, <laughs> yes. TV.
0: It, it can even be crappy TV. It's like Friends reruns. Oh, God. I just like I'll do it. Awesome. Oh God, Joey's up to it again. This <laughs> this <You know? laughs> like this naily chair is like stabbing me in the butt. Right. <laughs> oh, <it's> so bad. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> but I'm distracted from it. I mean that's
1: true. <laughs> I know I I feel like a an existential threat if I am like <laughs> don't, I'm not being productive. And I mean, yeah. If I'm not
0: doing something, you, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have a purpose, what's the point of you? Yeah.
1: Like, I've had times where, like, I've gotten home and I'm really tired. So I'll lay down at like eight or nine, which is fairly early for me because I usually go to bed around like midnight. I'm like, well, maybe this will be the night. This will be the night that I go to sleep early and everything will be great and I'll wake up feeling amazing tomorrow. And like, I'll lay in bed and I'm tired, and I'll lay there for like an hour, and then I am I get bored, as we've like stated, <laughs> and I'm just thinking about all the things that I can or should be doing, and then I get out of bed, and then I end up staying up till midnight again, even though I was like so exhausted, all I could do was lay down for an hour when I got home from work, so.
0: Yeah, it, it's, <sighs> it's really hard, especially when you have uh, entertainment or the ability to do work at your fingertips mm-hmm. uh, with the modern advent of smartphones. Right having that supercomputer in your pocket is always a temptation that is going to beckon to the strongest of us. Um, I, you know, and that's not something that is relegated only to our generation. I think that most generations, you know, people young and old recognize just how fantastic having some piece of technology like that is. Mm -hmm. I've been in the middle of conversations with uh, relatively older folks. I mean like middle-aged people's somewhere between, you know, 35 to 50 and they just like pulled out their phone and started texting or something. Oh yeah. Something that's totally inappropriate. And I know that if I was to do that the inverse, uh, that I would automatically be called out for it probably because of my age, because it's expected that I'm going to do something like that. And that you know, I need to be, I need to be disciplined in some way, shape or form for my incorrect actions. But, you know, they do it. You know, older peoples do it. They recognize how fun it is, or not how fun it is, but just like how powerful of a temptation it is. But they still engage. Or for better terms, disengage.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, we're at this point where yeah, I mean, yeah, even older folks are just constantly like staring at their phones, you know, making nope. Facebook posts, whatever. It's not true. just a young people's fad that's going to just die out in a couple weeks. It's it's just how our entire society interacts. And I mean, I I think if we're going to look at the two two major culprits, uh, for ADD ADHD is going to be uh you know um smartphones and social media, and then maybe even video games. I feel like video games too.
0: Sure. Yeah. And. Well, to, to speak on video games a little bit, um, I, I think they're they're all they're all still related to the aspect of convenience and the ability to pick it up and play or post or, or just like be online yeah. in, in a very very quick and concise way uh, because that's that's what you need in order to make sure that you're avoiding any type of boredom or any type of uh, you know, blank area in right. your life where you're not doing something. You know, you always need to have that constant purpose, right? right. <laughs> so, when it comes to video games, which could act as a proxy for doing real work, uh, you know, if you can, if you can Candy Crush it up for a little bit, uh, or you know, Temple Run was a big thing. Minecraft is is still a pretty big thing, and I, I think is growing, especially with younger populations. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, some of your your more your more dedicated um, uh, MMOs, you know, like your World of Warcrafts, your Eve Online that we oh, talked about yeah. in previous episodes. Uh, you know, these these video games are going to take up all of your time if you let it. Yep. Um, and it's very easy to let those things just kind of seep in and suck up hours. Uh, or tens of hours of your day depending on what type of uh, what type of position you are in to do so yep
1: um, and I've had days where like I'm like I have the day off I don't have to do anything till the evening why don't I just sit around and play video games and it's, it's great I have a fun time but I feel like I'm almost in like a zombie haze when I'm done with it right like I've been interacting that's... with like a machine. For so long during the day, I've just like instant, you know, synapses responses from the machine to my brain that once I like slow down the dial and like try to just have basic conversation of human beings. It's just it feels like everything's in slow
0: motion. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, every, everything becomes tedious. Yeah. Uh, because you, you you have that. Yeah. It's the, it's the constant response. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you get to... What was what was the episode that we talked about where, where we, we discussed the piece of candy principle? Ooh, piece of candy! <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy!
1: I don't remember, Ooh, but I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's like that. You, you get this uh, this constant positive feedback where you complete an action, you get gold or experience, yes. uh, or you know that little uh, twinkle of satisfaction yes. from doing something good. You, you accomplish the epic win, whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've made it. Uh, and although all of these things are symbolic in nature, they still allow us enough of a distraction to be able to, to still further, uh, the, the possibility that we are going to acquire this mental illness, or if we already latently are born with it, uh, you know, develop it within ourselves so that it becomes more self-evident in our life. Right. Um, so why exactly is this something to be sad about? <laughs> I feel like it kind of goes without saying that, you know, living in this, this haze of distraction uh, and being unable to really go down the rabbit hole per se in any particular field of study or any interest or uh, any project at work, leaves you living a, a life where you're, you're not really a conscious human being, you're just constantly running through the motions trying to find the next fix. You're almost like a, well, I, I, I hesitate to say like an, an addict, but it, it is kind of just that it's this, it's this lack of forethought, uh, and more like just um, an avoidance. You don't want to feel a certain way, so you're going to constantly just like grasp at ideas uh, until you, you know, you. I guess you're in a place where you're bored, and if you're bored, you've (laughs) recognized that you're in the worst place that you can possibly be in as someone with attention deficit disorder. That's
1: right, because you know, as soon as you stop doing things, you're stuck with your thoughts and your your ideas, which
0: uh, you know, it's have developed. Y- like, yeah, you don't have anything to show for it. You haven't haven't read a book in a while. Like you haven't been able to really delve into any important topics. So, what do you have to fall back on other than your your temple runs and mm-hmm. and your, your Facebook posts? Can be a very empty feeling. Yeah, and and that's something that's that's scary in and of itself. I don't know whether people are consciously aware that that feeling is on its way whenever they find true boredom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that they, they they have some type of forethought that it could be possible. Or maybe it's that the fear that that could be possible that continues them to search for uh, this constant distraction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chicken or the egg, right? I don't know. No, that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of difficult. I mean... Uh, yeah. So how do we how do we go about fixing this? Is, is is there, is this fixable?
1: Uh, is this fixable?
0: Uh, you can't, you can't force people to not distract themselves. If you give people the ability to be able to be on Facebook or, or what have you, then they're going to take that, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if they're, you know, trying to maximize their pleasure, minimize their pain. I mean, you know, pain being pleasure being distraction, I suppose.
1: I mean, I, I guess all things in moderation, right? Like you can binge on your social medias or whatever, but you know, if if you can't keep a conversation in person or something like that, then maybe you're on the road to mental illness, and you might need to seek professional help if it's ruining your your. Uh, relationships with people in the real world, or if you're just checking your phone so much that you can't hold down a job, then it might be time to own up that maybe something needs to change.
0: Yeah, public service announcement. Everybody out there that's listening to this, uh, you know, don't don't think that you're gonna be the tough person that you're gonna be able to hold out forever, because right. these these problems, if left unchecked, and, and you know you're not within a community that is going to uh, be able to support you effectively, then it, the problem will get worse. Yeah. And you need to seek help. You need to make sure that you're you're going through uh, these positive pathways to be able to get out of that situation. Right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna magically go away. <laughs> no. Uh, Especially if you recognize that you can't hold down a a job or, or that you're like Jimmy said, you know, the, the relationships are, are faltering because of, because of those self-evident things, you know, go find help. Yeah. Um, I I think, uh, maybe
1: attention deficit disorder can be blamed for the worst date of my life. (laughs) Not like day, but like date, like going on a date with someone.
0: Was it just a terribly boring date?
1: It was so (laughs) bad, Tim. Like, I... It was so bad. So, (laughs) sweet. (laughs) I was going to go on a date with this person, and, like, on the surface, it seemed like it should have been a good date. Like, this person was was enrolled in college, which, I mean, I like smart people, so, like, that's good, and on their college campus, they had started up, like, um... Like, I don't know if it's like a feminist group or like something like that. Like, something of just like getting women together on their campus to like bring about some kind of like positive change, right? And they were like like only a a freshman in college. So it seemed like they would be like a really proactive, cool, intelligent human being, right? Just like based on that kind of information, right? Yeah. So (laughs) I go on a date with this person. And it was just, like, when someone is just, like, so uninteresting, all they can do is, like, talk about, like, their friends and what they do. It was just, like, I don't know any of these fucking people. Like, why are you talking to me about them? It was like, yeah, we went to this party last week, and we did this, and then that happened. And then so-and-so got really drunk, and we had to, like, carry her back to our dorm, and then we cried all night. I'm just like, why are you telling me this? What what's And then, but, like, to make it even worse is, like, she's, like... If the date lasted 30 minutes, she spent 29 of those minutes like staring down into her lap at her phone. Like, she would like look up from her phone, like ask me an open ended question, and then look down into her lap and start texting and be like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, yeah. I was so furious. Like, I've never like felt so disrespected in my entire life. Like, if if it happened again, I probably would have just like left, but I was just like so in shock. I was like, what is happening? It was awful. Yeah. That's. That's yeah, but terrible, you know, man. you know, maybe she's suffering from those ADDs or whatever. and needed to be not just stimulated with you know conversation over food, but had to also be stimulated with their phone, or she would have some kind of mental, I don't know,
0: boredom. Just well, that that's pretty shitty. Like I don't know, like, everybody's entertained with their own thing, but that, that seems a little bit egotistical. Like you, you can only talk about yourself and whenever you do ask open ended questions, you're not really interested in anybody else's yeah. response. So what's the, what's the point? What's the point of even being with people? Definitely. Gosh. You don't don't engage socially. It's it's too much what, of a what I thought was
1: even more funny is so she was, like, a psychology major, right? So she was, like, learning about the oh. Myers-Briggs and stuff like that. And then she was just like, yeah. yeah, like, I've learned that Myers-Briggs is, like, complete bullshit because of, like, the things and whatever. You can't just put people in categories. But I'm a Pisces, and I'm really into astrology. And I was just like, <laughs> do you not hear, like, the fallacies coming out of your fucking face hole? Like... You can't be like Myers-Briggs complete bullshit, but
0: (laughs) I'd call her out. Like if she, uh, especially was distracted, I'd take the opportunity to kind of test whether or not she's listening to me by saying outrageous things. I
1: I think I more or less started doing that where I was just,
0: yeah, just kind of like push the envelope a little bit. See if she's going to like look up and be like, wait, what, what, what did you just say? Snap her out of this, uh, you know, this haze that she's just constantly walking Absolutely. through.
1: Needless to say, I never talked Jeez. to that person again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's probably best. Ah, oh, I, I hope that when I ultimately go and get all of my, my mental health disorders worked out that I don't accidentally stumble upon this person. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so what's, what's causing you trouble in your life? Uh, you're, you're texting on your phone. I, I can't, are, are you listening to me? Like you're not even making eye contact. <laughs> What do I do? (laughs) Oh, man. That sucks. I
1: mean, I'm sorry. sorry. I have a great girlfriend now. So, I mean, it's no skin off my nose. It's just something shitty that happened once. But it just reminded me of like ADHD and people not being able to hold a conversation and and stuff like that. So nothing to be sorry about. It's just funny now.
0: No, that, that is that's something of a learned skill, though, like being able to hold a conversation, especially with. Uh, strangers or like workmates, oh, for example, god. because there's a there's a certain acceptable range of topics <laughs> that you are allowed to discuss, or or in a certain way, like you have to make sure you're paying attention to uh, the group's culture. You know, know it's your so audience.
1: <laughs> it's just well, it's just you know, oh god, we had that one uh, episode where we talked about Ford, like friends, occupation, recreation, yeah. dreams. But, like, yep. uh, I think within that diagram, when you're at work, all you can talk about is the big ol' O, which is occupation. It's just, like, this very surface how's the weather kind of like don't go too deep because you might find out your coworker's a nazi and that's gonna like affect the way you treat them <laughs> at work and you don't really want to have that knowledge because it's just gonna make your work like that much harder because I, I used to be like i remember when i first got out of college i'm like yeah i want to get like this i want to like make a community at my work and get to know people and then you like start finding out shit about your coworkers. You're like oh god oh god like You're 26 and you're like, have a 17 year old girlfriend, and you all are getting married with her parents' permission. What the hell? It's just like, it just completely changes the way you see people. Uh, And so, like, I've definitely like reeled back. Like, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to know what's underneath the surface. Just like keep it to numbers and spreadsheets and weather. And it's just, (laughs) I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally would rather be ignorant like I don't I don't want to know because I'm gonna be forced to work with this person regardless Absolutely. so I don't want to know that I'm working with a neo-nazi exactly like I'd rather just be like oh yeah that's uh, you know that's that's Bob and Bob is a cool guy at least as far as I know like I don't know anything exactly. about his family or what he does in his spare time but you know God he knows those numbers and he gives me those reports exactly. on time and then your relationships perfect yep like, it's just fine but it, then you get comfortable and you get to know somebody and you find out all the shitty things about right. him. like
1: oh he's on his third wife you know he beat the shit out of his first two and he's an alcoholic yep. and he doesn't talk to his kids you're just like oh god but bob's so yeah. good with the spreadsheets and numbers like yeah well you know that there's more to a person than spreadsheets and numbers like oh fuck
0: yeah this is a, Hey, this is a good opportunity. Everybody out there that's listening to this Don't podcast. Don't get to know your coworkers. Leave, <laughs> or or if you have, uh, tell us about it. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Cynic Empowerment. Tell us your best, uh, you got to know your scary ass coworker story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we will include that on an episode at a later date. No, that would be uh, amazing. We would love to Thank hear from it. you guys. Uh, you can also email us at cynicempowerment.com, but more at uh, more about our contact information later. Um, gosh, yep. I have never met. Well, let me let me think. Um, oh, uh, actually, yeah, there was the, the worst the worst experience that I ever had getting to know someone a little bit mm-hmm. better um, was. Uh, let's see, there was somebody who overdosed in their car. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. And they they were in they were in the workplace parking lot. So it's like you can't really not like that's something you know about them. Right. right?
1: You didn't <laughs> necessarily want to know that, but it was kind of forced onto you. Yeah,
0: yeah it wasn't exactly through conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean like in a roundabout way. I yeah, I guess that's I guess that doesn't necessarily count. I, this is this is solely if you know, you're engaged in conversation, you're trying to get to know someone Um, let's see. I mean, there, there are definitely those, you know, those, uh, the people who hold these crazy opinions Mm. and you have to just really be very careful about the words that you use because they'll catch on. They'll hear the buzzwords and they'll be like, Oh yeah, you too. Well, I'm also a furry, you know, it just (laughs) kind of comes out. It's like, Oh shit! Damn it! Like no, I was talking about a bear that I saw in the zoo. That had nothing to do with being a fur. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's, it's so true. It's a fine line that we walk at work. Yep. um uh, But uh, yeah, you try to you try to maintain uh, a general interest in your coworkers, at least enough that you're able to not view them as a complete stranger. Right. Um, but you don't want to get to know them to the point that you end up hating them because of the things that they believe or the things they do in their spare time, which are none of your business anyways. Exactly. So, yeah, it's your own own damn fault. If you you go that far, it's your own damn fault.
1: What else? Attention Deficit Disorder.
0: Yeah, well, you have your your different types of Attention Deficit Disorder. You have your Hyperactivity Disorder. Uh, You have... Uh, this, I guess it's kind of like a spectrum almost mm-hmm. like, I don't think it necessarily increases with severity. I'm sure that there are different, uh, you know, different descriptors associated with each, most of the people that I've known that claim to have, uh, uh hyperactivity disorder, um, have been, hmm, how should I say this jittery, <laughs> like, they've been, they've been a, a very fast people, uh, which, I mean, it's, it's in the, it's, it's self-evident like that, that, that's the title. (laughs) Right. So they're, they're just all over the place, uh, hyper energetic, uh, just balls to the wall as fast as they can go. Um, and some of them, like the one guy in particular that I knew, uh, was in high school, uh, he had hyperactivity disorder, and if he wasn't entertained, like in any particular moment, he was almost uh, like uh, he, he would just like like narcoleptic. He would just fall asleep. What? Yeah, he, he couldn't he, just, he couldn't maintain, so his body would just be like go to sleep now, and he would just be like, Mom. <laughs> I'm so bored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, but that would be the worst. Think about that. Like if you like what if you were what would be worse? You're the person you were dating looking at their phone or just every time you ta- started talking about something they weren't interested in they just went like, Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I feel like I would somehow be less offended by the falling asleep. Like I feel like I, I feel like I would Recognize that more as like some kind of mental disorder and be like, oh, they can't help themselves, you know. Like I feel like I would. It's
0: the other tool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, that's that's something we could discuss. So, uh, attention deficit disorder has been touted by some as being a simple lack of discipline. Yeah. Uh, in in fact, uh, I, I think from a lot of conservative communities, they believe a lot of mental disorders are simply a lack of self-discipline possessed with demons yeah you're able to just like think your way through it uh it's a a lack of will that ultimately allows you to or ultimately prevents you from you know fighting your way out or you know whatever what have Mm -hmm. you uh so with add in particular uh you have children who are acting out in the classroom or falling asleep in the classroom or unable to focus on the subject at hand so their grades suffer what have you uh, so if you're looking at it through the, the educational lens, uh, these kids are the bad eggs. They're the ones who are, uh, you know, the, the bad kids in the class who are, you know, causing a ruckus, drawing attention to themselves, either because it's interesting or entertaining or because they don't necessarily know how to appropriately interact with the, the people around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're labeled as such. So rather than saying, oh, that person has... Uh, a mental health disorder that is beyond their control and they deserve help as a result of that. Instead, they're labeled as, you know, being these kids who are just running rampant, who are just doing what they want because they weren't, you know, they weren't hit with a belt enough when they were a kid or something. God, God, what a stretch. Jeez. Because hitting kids with belts or, you know, physically punishing them is definitely what's going to lead to a more disciplined human being.
1: Yeah, I was spanked growing up, but I'm like, so like, and I don't have kids, so I can't say like, I would somehow be able to be a, know the best way to discipline my child. So I don't know, I'm so conflicted on it. But at the (laughs) same time, like, just from like a, a one plus one kind of like looking at it, it's like. It to me just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, your kid's bad, so you you know you beat them, and then they're good. And It's like, wait, but, like <laughs> let's like try to like apply that to like adults, right? Like, is that how we want to run our society? It's like, hey, uh, Tim, you uh, you fucked up at work again, and just like have like I don't know, Bane from Batman come and beat the shit out of you. Like, don't do it
0: again. You know? I don't know. Yeah, well, we it's there's obvious it's it's evident that that does not work. You have repeat offenders in our prison system. Mm -hmm. So punishing them, at least in that particular way, doesn't prevent them from doing the same thing again. Yeah. Like, it's it's not an appropriate Mm -hmm. de-incentivization. And not to mention, like, even if you have punishments that are as severe as the death penalty, it's still around. We still have corporal punishment as uh, a fact of our lives. Yeah,
1: Tim, but um, the death penalty stops repeat offenders.
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> yeah. That's,
1: that's
0: a great point. You don't have repeat offenders if you just get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. that's, yeah. that's that. That is a conversation for another time, though. We should do an episode on corporal punishment. Oh, right? yeah, that could be fun. Something, makes Something nice and uh, but, light. And, yeah, that'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be a, yeah, that will be a little casual right. conversation. Like, I, I don't
1: yeah. think we've had any good episodes for kids to listen to yet, but I think the corporal punishment one will be the one that you'll want to start kids on. They'll love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a big old dose of reality. That'll be great. Um, yeah. So if somebody threatening to kill your ass was not enough, uh, then what makes you think that beating them with a the belt would be right? Like, come on now. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make, uh, bad kids good. Uh, I mean, it, it's one way to, you know, try to shape these young minds into something else. Um, and it's a hell of a lot easier than trying to explain something to a kid. Right. I mean, and, you know, in, 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 giving justice to those parents, some kids are really dumb. Like, I mean, you, you, you got a lot of stupid kids out there and a lot of stupid people. Right. Uh, so it's it's very difficult to explain to them even simple concepts. I myself, am, you know, obviously have difficulty with some of the simplest concepts out there. So, you know, God knows, you know, my parents had a difficult time, so they resorted to the belt, yeah. right? It makes a lot well, that's more how sense. how you turned out. You turned out great, Tim. I turned out great. <laughs> I'm totally fine. <laughs> i'm definitely not doing a podcast over why i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh well, yeah, hey,
1: we're just honest about it everyone's fucking sad
0: that's right and that's why you our listeners are, are joining in with us because you know that it's important
1: <laughs> you're you're our sad minions our sad sadians are
0: I sadians can't. yeah we gotta, <laughs> come up with, we gotta come up with a name uh you'll give us some suggestions uh-huh. Uh, so let's let's talk about the silver lining a little bit. What is the silver lining of ADD?
1: <laughs> uh, silver lining of ADD. Um, hmm.
0: I'll tell you what. I think I know. Yeah. So we're building a super race of people, right? You know, we're all constantly uh, evolving and working towards this perfect uh, singularity, this perfection. Mm-hmm. And as machine and organic mind meld into one, we steadily uh, become this transient species that is able to uh, micromanage things at such a fast rate uh, in which our brains have uh, a measurable computing speed uh, and we go from task to task flawlessly uh, without necessarily focusing too much on any one thing so that we all in conjunction can uh, – I don't know. That's, a, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, that's, so, that's, that's what I got.
1: So you are you suggesting that ADD is like somehow part of our biological evolution yes. as beings in order to fully incorporate our bodies with our AI overlords or something yes. or machine yes.
0: – the singularity—it's that—it's evident through uh, ADD.
1: Yes. Like, like, so we're like we're just becoming more machine-like. Is that
0: pretty much? <laughs> I think yeah. I think that we are. You know, like we, we have uh, just like we have multiple tabs open on a browser. We have multiple ideas going on in our head, and the more ideas that we can ultimately juggle, the more efficient that we can be uh, as individuals, which are acting within uh, these. Uh, proxy technological communities.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good point. And I would. Uh, I think one point I just want to bring up real quick is like, if anyone out there listening ever feels like they're not being productive enough as a human being, uh, just remember that we're all mammals. And if you look at mammals on the planet, like your dog or your cat specifically, yep. all your cat and dog does is sleep all day, eat, and then have sex. That's like all they do pretty much. So just, just by like getting out of bed and brushing your teeth, you're doing like 10 times more productive work than your animals will ever do. But that's like, you know, we share, we share a lot of our genes with them. So don't, don't feel bad. We're like biologically programmed to just like do those same three things and that's it. So
0: pretty much. Uh, it's just because we have the awareness that we're pre-programmed to do those three things that we seek more or that, you know we. We have this uh, never-ending, insatiable desire for what could possibly be. Yep. We have damned forethought. Yep. Uh, damned forethought. The forethought that we could possibly be bored, so we must entertain ourselves <laughs> constantly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, absolutely. So what do, what do you think, Jimmy? You got any got any silver linings?
1: Uh, silver lining, Uh, You know... Never before has there been so much content on the internet. And so that's probably come yeah. about from people of uh, a hard time, you know, being c- content, <laughs> uh, just sitting and staring at a blank wall. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's it's a endless feedback loop of stuff out there, an endless uh, number of people to get online and play video games with because they're trying to be entertained. So, I mean can't complain about that
0: boredom uh, as a motivator that's pretty cool yeah yeah i like it i like it a lot um okay so do we have any updates we do we have uh
1: uh no no major updates except for like little cool stuff that makes me happy we we have over 350 listens on uh, overall on Sweet. our SoundClouds, so that's pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, an exciting number for us. That's and uh, as Tim was saying earlier, if you have any horror stories of getting to know one of your coworkers better that you wish you hadn't, and you want to share it with us to uh, share on the podcast, be sure to email us at cynicempowerment at gmail dot com or send us a message. May- message. A message <laughs> on uh, Facebook and we really appreciate it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, we are constructing a viewer feedback uh, or listener feedback uh, podcast in the future. So please, please, please help us out with that. Uh, and we will eventually get that little mini webisode out to you guys. It'll be great fun. Already had a couple of y'all uh, submit some responses to us, so we really appreciate y'all doing that. Um, and as for the rest of you, you know, hop on the bandwagon. It's a lot of fun up here.
1: Get on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Get up on it. Save a horse. Write us an email. Yeah, I think that's
0: how the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, what do you think, Jimmy? Uh, are you sad about anything?
1: uh heartburn got heartburn heartburn yeah. i'm 26 years years old and i've been like eating tums non-stop for the past two or three days
0: can you overdose and... on tums what's that can you overdose on
1: tums can you usually eat no t- you can't you can eat too much though like i'm looking at the back here it's telling me that i should not eat more than 15 and 24 hours 15 so, yeah he's so I've had four this morning, and it's not even noon yet, so I just gotta i don't I'm not quite sure what would happen if I ate fifteen, probably nothing, but it's telling me here not to do that
0: just like your your shit becomes chalky
1: it just yeah, it's just like dust it's just like i fart it's just like a little chalk <laughs> dust cloud comes out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it uh, kind of fun Like those little like Bubble gum cigarettes You know what I'm talking about Oh,
1: oh Those yeah, should be illegal uh, Yeah But Or like And also like the big chew gum It's just like why uh, Big chew Yeah Yeah Well I don't know And like the thing is Is like I've never really had heartburn before Until like The last like few weeks So when I first got the heartburn Like it was very disconcerting for me I was just like What is wrong with my heart Is this what a heart attack feels like Am I dying It's just yeah, but no, nope. Just, uh, just, just hardboard. That's it.
0: Okay.
1: No, it's not cool. How about you? What? What's why what you sad?
0: Uh, why am I sad? Um. Hmm. I got a lot of reasons to be sad, but uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna bog anybody down with it. You know, are I, I, I not bogging. To- no, Tim, we gotta. To- having some trouble at, at, work. Um, sometimes relationships is hard. Yeah. Uh, there are all of these personal things that I'm sure a lot of you out there are also dealing with. So, uh, you know, don't, don't be dumb. Don't let yourself get distracted from what's truly important. Uh, right. just, uh, you know, recognize that your relationships and the people that you're around, uh, are, what's going to give your life purpose most of the time. And that's, uh, it's really important that you cater to those relationships, even when you feel like, you know, you might be being treated unfairly or, you know, that you've been wronged in some way, like just take a moment to, to figure it out, you know, take a moment to think through it. You don't have to rush. You always got all the time in the world. (laughs) Yes. Just be patient.
1: Don't, don't burn those bridges.
0: That's right. Yeah, don't make any hasty decisions because you feel as though you've been wronged. Yeah. Yep. That's the truth. It, makes life harder. That's right. All right. Well, on that point, I, I think that's about time. I think we're, I think we're about, yeah. just about good to go. Uh, yeah, sounds good. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, keep your head up, and we will catch you next time.
1: Oh yeah, catch you next time, everybody. Boing, boing, boing.